All right. Welcome back, everyone, to the Friday edition of the Berkshire Hathaway podcast. I'm joined standing by with John Brodeen, and he'll be here in the studio with us here shortly. We'll be going to him in just a little bit right after this. What would tomorrow look like if you sold your house today? Maybe you'd move to a new city or a new country. Maybe you'd pick up birding or birdies. You could get into wine, not that into wine, or skiing, warmer skiing. Or maybe you'd spend more time doing nothing at all. When you're ready for whatever comes next, we'll be ready to help you get there. Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. All right, we are back in the studio and joining me for the second time this week, for the last time yeah. of the year, for the last Berkshire yeah. of 2023, John Brodeen, welcome. That. Hey, how we doing? Doing good, doing good. Are you ready for the new year? Yeah, it, this year's flown by really fast. I don't know, it's it's kind of crazy. Got big New Year's plans? Um, we've got some friends that we're going to get together with. I think that's the plan, but nothing too crazy. I don't know. That, nice little small gathering? Yeah, me and my wife normally go out to... Uh, dinner together on um, on New Year's Eve, but we we like to go to Harry's, and we looked like a month ago, and they had they were all booked up for oh, all gosh. the good times on New Year's Eve. It was like completely booked, so we got in. Uh, we're going on Friday instead. There you um, go. But that'll be kind of like our New Year's Eve dinner. That'll together. be the official one. Yeah, Heck yeah. Wait, yeah. well, yeah. that that's the place to do it at. Steve. I know. I love that place. <laughs> oh gosh. So yeah. I I know you I know you love you love it there. I know. Just like we're talking on Wednesday about uh, home time home mm-hmm. time buy, home buyer myths, and now yeah. you got first step for home time home time buyers. Yep, yep. First time home buyers. Uh, this is the first thing you're going to want to do if you are going to be purchasing your first home or you want to be you want to purchase your first home. And this could be even like, I want to purchase my first home in two years or three years or something like that. There's items on this list, especially the first items that you can get started on right now that you should do. Um, It's, you know, even if you don't end up buying a home, this is going to be beneficial for you. So um, first thing you're going to want to do is check out your credit report. Uh, You can use one of them, one of the free credit report apps. Um, it's not going to be your exact credit score. They kind of put an estimate together of your credit score. Uh, your main thing you're looking for is if there's some negative marks on there, uh, first off, make sure that you recognize everything on there. And then you can work on it. On those sites, they usually give you some tips on how you can improve your credit score. So if your credit score is not where it needs to be, I think uh, I didn't look this up ahead of time, but I'm pretty sure the minimum, uh, the absolute minimum for most loan types is like 580. There are some exceptions to that. If you put way more money down or something, or you have a whole bunch of assets, but, uh, yeah, get your check your credit score, make sure you recognize everything on your report and then work on getting that score up if it's below where it needs to be. Is there a certain like go-to credit report website or app that you recommend people the most, or is there a variety out there? Um, I know there's probably a variety. What I use is Credit Karma. I mean, it's free. It's a nice app, and I've, I've probably been checking my credit score every now and then on there for, I don't know, 10 years or something like that. So that's a good one. It's, it's, a, really, it's a good place to start because you don't have to pay for it or anything. Um, and then number two, the next step that you should take – once you've already figured out what your credit score is roughly 
and you're maybe working on getting it better or uh, you're working on maintaining it and keeping it stable or whatever you're doing, um, you definitely want to set up a budget if you don't already. So that's just taking inventory of the different categories that you spend money on every month. Make sure you know you compare it to your income that you're bringing in. Make sure that there's a little left over to save because you're going to need to save some money up for your down payment, um, down payment and closing costs. So set uh, what I do and what I suggest people do to do is once you do your budget and you figure out how much money you can save each month, I would set that up as an automatic payment into some sort of a savings account separate from your you know, spending accounts. And that's your house fund, basically. Um, set it up where whatever amount it is gets taken out automatically and put into that account every single month. This takes much, much less willpower than uh, taking money and manually transferring it every month because you're like, oh, I kind of want to spend that money this month. That's supposed it to be like my my, my, uh, my movie fund or yeah. my, my fun day fund. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I know. No, make, so I, make it automatic. If you make it automatic, it makes it take far less willpower. You don't have to be grinding through that every single month. You just get in the habit. It all happens automatically. That's the best way to do it. Um, now, if you do your budget and you realize that maybe you're spending more money than you're making each month on average, or you're have like no money to save, that's when you're going to have to make some tweaks, you know, um, if, you know, in some extreme cases, it might be, might mean that you would decide to move into a little bit cheaper apartment. Um, if you're spending too much on your housing, moving into a little bit cheaper apartments so that you can uh, afford to save up for your house. Cause if that's your end goal, you want to find a way to get there. Um, it could mean, you know, the drastic things are going to be housing and transportation. You know, um, if you maybe first decide you want to work towards paying off your car and you're going to drive that thing forever, you know, work towards paying off your car. If you've got a little bit left on it and you have high monthly payments and then you'll be able to save more money per month. If you're driving like a brand new, crazy expensive car and you're not super high income, you know, maybe it's time to switch it out, get a used car or something like that. Find ways to make your life more affordable to work towards that end goal of buying a home. Um, and then the third category that majority of people spend money on is food. So, you know, if you find yourself going out to eat or getting DoorDash like six days a week, maybe it's time to start making a couple more meals at home and saving some extra money. Whatever you can do, if you're in that situation where you're spending more than you're making, you do have to get your budget in order or else homeownership is kind of the last of your concerns. You've got bigger problems to address. In, I know. I, could, I, I, I can vouch for that uh, that yeah. food part, especially. I used to be a guilty guilty pleasure for uh, fast food eating oh, out a yeah. lot. And I made made some big changes about a decade ago, and I've saved a ton since. Yeah. Not only do you save money, but it's probably a little better for your health, too. So Very true. <laughs> not, a, not a bad change to make. Still have fun with friends and whatnot. You know, you don't have to have a fun-free life. But, um, you know, rather than getting DoorDash on every single weeknight, you know, it's not a bad idea, bad idea to make yourself some food and whatever but um, you know if you're already set up in a position where your current lifestyle you're able to save money each month then you don't have to worry about cutting out any fun stuff so um, next step so now that you've you've set up a plan you're beginning to save money you know your credit score is good once you have enough money saved up that you need to make to buy your house make your down payment and closing costs your next step is to get in touch with your professionals so uh, we talked about on Wednesday your two main members of your team that you're going to want to connect with earliest are going to be your realtor and your lender. Um, you know, you could do it in either order. If you connect with your realtor first, they could point you towards a good lender. This is the first step before you start looking for homes. You, you need to get your team in place. Um, it's not a good idea to begin looking for a home without getting your pre-approval first. Um, and hopefully we've gotten any, un, you know, unexpected issues out of the way by getting the credit score and getting the, um, the savings already set up and done. Um, 
but if you do run into some sort of an issue where you need to find a way to qualify for a more, you know, more than what you currently qualify for, your lender can set you on the right path to help you with that. So that's why it's really important to get in touch with them early as well. Um, your realtor is also going to be able to help kind of explain the process, explain what to expect, educate you on the whole process. So you know what you're doing going into it. It's going to make it much less stressful. Start developing that relationship and then you can have them working for you the whole time because you're, they're getting paid the same regardless, whether you talk to them a week before you buy a house or whether you talk to them six months and you're working with them for six months before you buy a house. It sounds so beneficial. So you just don't go in blind. Don't, yep. don't, don't be, don't go up to that house that's for sale. I'm just yeah. going to go up and knock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it could save you from making a lot of time wasting or money wasting mistakes. So, um, once you're, once you've got your team set up, you're pre-approved, you've got your realtor, then you're going to need your lender is going to help with this, but now you're going to uh, determine your price range. And then you can talk to your realtor and see what to expect in your price range. You're going to start figuring out what neighborhoods you'd like to be in, what neighborhoods you don't like to be in. That's something you don't want to overlook because how much your home goes up in value largely depends on your neighborhood. So make sure you make the right choice for a neighborhood is from an investment standpoint on what's going to go up in value. And then also just from your lifestyle standpoint, what's important to you, what do you like in a neighborhood? What don't you like in a neighborhood? So um, then you're going to start working on, you know, your, your criteria. That's all kind of a part of this step is kind of beginning your home search, but you want to do it in an organized way. It's not just going on Zillow and being like, Oh, that house is pretty. I like that one. Oh, let's buy it. You know, you, you're going to say, okay, I need this many bedrooms. I need this many bathrooms. I'd prefer roughly this many square feet. Your realtor is going to help you understand what's realistic within your price range as well. What are your non-negotiable things? Like it absolutely has to have central air. We need at least a two-stall garage. Um, it needs to have at least three bedrooms on the main floor. Uh, different things that are important to you, set up your home search criteria. That'll help you help your realtor know better what you're looking for too, so that they can help find houses for you. Um, so, you know, then you're more, yeah. Oh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, it just sounds like the more specific you are with your requests, your criteria, the better you'll get what you're looking for. And then just rattling off just one or two things. Yeah. A hundred percent. And one, one exercise that I'll do with people is I'll send them all of the, let's say they're looking for homes between 250 and 275. I'll send them all the homes that have sold in the past six months between 250 and 275. And I ask them to tell me which of those homes they would have bought for what it sold for. This also tells me a ton about what's important to them, what they're really looking for. Cause sometimes the criteria that they list to me actually doesn't line up with what they pick out. So then we maybe go back and discuss a little further and really make sure I understand their priorities. Cause, um, Listening to them isn't quite enough. You have to ask the right questions and do the right things to make sure that you fully understand what's important to them so you can find in their dream home, you know. Um, and once you've got all this in place, now you're in that fun home shopping stage. But those first two steps, especially, anybody can do at any time. Um, you know, even if you're not saving up for a home, it's it's not a bad idea to do a budget. And maybe you've got some other thing you want to save up for vacation. You know, take the same model. It's always good. The earlier you can start monitoring your credit report and working on it, that's something that like they should, I don't know, maybe they do, but something that should be taught in high school because you can get a credit card when you're 18. You can ruin your credit when you're 18 if you wanted to. You don't want to get yourself a hole to dig yourself out of. So the younger that you can begin monitoring that and working on making it better, the the better off you're going to be in life. Like, you know, go to buy a car, get a car loan, you're going to be better off. You're, you're just going to, everything's going to work out much better for you and you're going to be setting a better foundation for your financial life. I was actually just thinking of that analogy, the foundation, getting like, yep. like but in actual metaphorical terms where you're getting those learning experiences. Yes, yes, 100%. So first two steps in preparation, check your credit report, do a budget, start saving money. Then the 
big leap is kind of getting in touch with your professionals. That's when you're actually ready to, ready to start shopping for a house. And, you know, and then we talked about what's after that. So those are the steps that a first time hire a home buyer is going to want to take if they, uh, if that's a goal of theirs in their near future. Wow. There you go. The, all the steps for all your first time home, home buyers, all the steps to go through John Brodine. Thank you so much yeah. for going through all these. How's it feel to be the final Berkshire rep here for I the know. final Berkshire Hathaway podcast? Of I 2023? think that's pretty sweet. I think that's pretty sweet. I, I just can't believe the year is almost over already. How many of these, insane? how many of these do you think you got under your belt? Oh my gosh. I wouldn't be surprised if we've done what I'll, I'll, I'll guess. And then I want to hear what your guess is. Do you think, uh, I'd say maybe 200 episodes. 200. Wow. Well, I guess you've been doing these since I want to say like, uh, like mid to late 2020 or so. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think you started, I don't don't remember when you got into the rotation. It was probably before I got here. Maybe like 150. Some, I I don't know. It's a lot though. Yeah. So we do two every three weeks. mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd have to do the math on that. Maybe we tell the viewers. I'm I'm gonna guess. uh, I'm gonna guess about 100. I'm just gonna say a very specific number. 155. 155. All right. right. We'll have to look it up here afterwards. Yeah, we will. You can put a comment so the viewers can see who uh, who was closest. Yes, I'll 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 put it in the show notes. I'll put in the show notes for here. All right, John Brodine. What is the best way for people to reach out and contact you? Uh, My phone number is 701-213-5428. And if you want to check me out on social media, I am on TikTok. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, posting content all the time for Grand Forks homeowners, buyers and sellers out there uh, for everybody. So check me out. All right, there you go. That's how you can reach out and contact John Brodine. Thank you everyone for tuning in to the Friday edition of the Berkshire Hathaway podcast. We wish you all a safe and happy new year. And until 2024, we will be seeing you then. Have a safe, travel safe out there with these crazy roads this week. It's been crazy. Have a safe and happy new year. And we will see you all next week for the Berkshire Hathaway podcast.